This is Weather Jazz. Here's your host, Andre Bernier. Everybody, weekend's almost here. This is episode number 96 for Friday, January 10th, 2020, the second uh, podcast of the year. And uh, I wanted to give you an update uh, so that you were very well aware of what's going on this weekend. Obviously, a very active weather pattern, not only here in the Ohio Valley, but for anybody who's listening to this podcast from anywhere in the country. Uh, we have quite a few hot spots, and we'll talk about each one and uh, try and guide you through it on this Friday. Well, first of all, uh, we have uh, some severe weather going on today, parts of Oklahoma and now moving into Arkansas and northern Texas, uh, north of Dallas. And uh, that uh, severe weather system uh, took only a day to develop because yesterday it simply wasn't there. There was uh, just a a smattering of showers. Uh, The moisture source was there, but the dynamics were still in the process of coming together. And uh, we uh, anticipated that that would blow up today, Friday. And indeed, that is indeed what happened. We've had a number of uh, tornado warnings, a couple of tornado watch boxes that, as of this taping, uh, in the 5 o'clock hour of Friday Eastern Time, uh, we have two of them, one in Oklahoma, one in Texas. The one in Oklahoma just kisses northwest uh, Arkansas. And just behind that, winter weather advisories and winter storm warnings. And uh, for those of you that are NFL football fans, this is going to be an interesting scenario for tomorrow's game in Green Bay. Uh, From what I understand, from what I saw in the Twitter world, uh, they are looking, they meaning the the, the, uh, Green Bay Packers organization, uh, looking for people to shovel snow for $12 an hour. And so they want you to shovel out the stands because they anticipate the snow later tonight and early tomorrow morning. And some of that may mount up in the 4 to 8 inch plus range. So if you are listening to me from Green Bay and you want a little extra cash and you don't mind to get a bit of a workout, well, head over to the stadium up in Green Bay. And uh, you can do some shoveling for 12 bucks an hour, uh, according to uh, one of the Twitter world sites. Now, I would uh, verify that if I were you, but uh, uh, it seemed like a, a fairly legitimate um, bit of news that I saw. On the east side of the system, the winds are really going to start to pick up on Saturday. We'll talk more about wind gusts in just a moment, but... Uh, More importantly, at least uh, for the short term, for Ohio, those of you listening in uh, the Fox 8 viewing area in Cleveland, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, the front half of the day is going to be very toasty, very few showers. We'll probably break out into the dry sector for a little while, and it would not shock or amaze me to see sunshine break through. If that sunshine uh, with the south winds coupled together uh, could do their thing at just the right time, we might see some record highs for tomorrow. Now, I've posted the map that we showed tonight on Fox 8 News on weatherjazz.com. So go check it out, but I'll tell you what those records are here. For Cleveland, 67 degrees is the record for January the 11th. Now, the record uh, was established in eight. 1990, 
more than 100 years ago. And uh, Dick Goddard, our former senior meteorologist, uh, now retired, uh, he would always say, boy, I hate to see those old records fall. But uh, we certainly have a very good possibility of that happening. At least in Akron, Canton, it's a little uh, better, a little more reachable. 63, also 1890. Uh, But in Youngstown, the record high temperature is going to be a whole lot easier to beat. Oddly enough, the record was set in 2017. Now, the records don't go back to 1890 for Youngstown, so that's probably one of the primary reasons uh, we don't have a record uh, set for 1890 for Youngstown. But uh, the record for tomorrow in Youngstown is 56. I got a hunch we'll see at least a record for Youngstown. Pretty good chance for Akron. And under the right circumstances, Cleveland's 67-degree high is certainly in jeopardy. Other records include 58 at Mansfield, set back in 2013. And uh, here's another record set back in 1890. Uh, that's Toledo, 68 degrees. I think they have a, a, a less of a chance because uh, they'll be closer to the cold front. And the colder air and the rain showers and the thunderstorms from the front will come in earlier there. Um, And there's not as much chance of sunshine in uh, Toledo. So uh, keep an eye on tomorrow. Again, 67 Cleveland, 63 Akron, Canton. Those are the numbers to tie or beat. Uh, And then the colder air comes in. Doesn't look like we're going to see much of a... uh, a chance for a changeover to snow before all this comes to an end as the colder air comes in. But it will be cold and it will be windy. Let's talk about wind. Uh, For northeast Ohio, we have a wind advisory in effect. Some of the wind gusts for tomorrow and Sunday could uh, approach 50-50 miles per hour. I've got a plot from one of our computer models that we did uh, every other hour beginning at 6 p.m. tonight. You can see how the wind gusts ramp up from 21 uh, tonight to uh, well over 40 miles an hour, uh, potentially beginning at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, going until uh, 4 p.m., and then another round of gusty weather out of the west-southwest. That'll be a cold wind on Sunday. So um, you may have that new and exotic hairdo that you're looking for on Saturday and Sunday, maybe on Sunday going to church. And uh, as I always like to... um, kid with our anchor team uh, you know it's windy when my hair moves and potentially my hair could move on saturday and sunday and uh, it's been documented that uh, my hair starts to move when the winds gust of 48 miles per hour Uh, tongue-in-cheek of course but it's about a 50 mile an hour wind my hair which is very short uh, might even move in that breeze All right, uh, let me take you to the Pacific Northwest one more spot before we close out. And uh, we also have a a Twitter question uh, that I mentioned to the the asker that I would include that in a Weather Jazz post. And I will do that right after we finish talking about the second winter storm, which is affecting the Pacific Northwest. And I looked at the radar uh, returns this morning. And uh, this system's really wound up. It's widespread on top of that. And uh, you go uh, just up a little bit in elevation from Seattle. And uh, the rain, heavy rain at that, quickly changes to snow. So uh, places like uh, Snoqualmie Pass, 
um, and those high mountain passes are just getting bombarded with snow and the chain requirements are up for a lot of the interstates that go across those uh, mountain passes. Uh, that uh, curls into northern Idaho, and that uh, includes Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene, beautiful place. We've been there a couple times, and uh, they're just going to get hammered uh, with the uh, the snow tonight, especially in the higher elevations. And uh, also that carries over into Montana. Uh, almost touches uh, Boise, not quite. There is a winter weather advisory, advisory for Boise. And uh, the winter weather advisories go down into the Wasatch Wasatch Range uh, of Salt Lake City and a few of the counties, too, in Colorado and in Northern California. Uh, So that system is very, very wide. And I failed to mention Oregon. Oregon is is included um, in this, especially in the high mountain passes with a uh, winter storm warning. So it's big. Big system. It's a windy system. I've got a friend out there, Brian Durst, who lives in uh, Seattle. He used to work at the Weather Channel, and he was also a college classmate of mine at uh, Linden State College, which is now Northern Vermont University. Uh, And I asked him today, I said, do you like this wild weather? And he responded. He said, I love it. The wilder, the better. Uh, So that's kind of fun. Well, once a meteorologist, always a meteorologist, right? All right, let me get to that viewer um, question via Twitter. Uh, Victoria posted uh, on January the 9th, that was Thursday, after a gorgeous sunrise that we saw. She says, why does it seem that winter sunrises and sunsets are more colorful and gorgeous than in the summer? Yesterday's sunset and today's sunrise are prime examples. And uh, I had an answer uh, which was really speculative in nature, but my guess is, uh, first of all, you're going to see colorful sunrises and sunsets year-round under the right conditions. But because the winter sunrises don't happen until almost 8 a.m., in the Cleveland area, there are going to be far more people that witness when a beautiful sunrise is happening versus the summertime. In the summertime, the sun rises uh, well before 6 a.m. In, in the 5 o'clock hour. So when that happens, a lot of people are still sleeping. Now, granted, uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, our, our culture has changed a lot in, in that uh, I think we're waking up earlier to get to work earlier there's some flex time and and uh, that kind of thing uh however i still think that there are far more people sleeping between five and six a.m in the summer than are awake and so fewer people would actually witness it my guess is that victoria is not an early riser that's just a guess again it's uh, all speculation my guess is that though it's no different at any time of year You just need the right conditions. Those right conditions are the high clouds moving in either from the west or departing uh, with the system uh, leaving the area, uh, moving to the east. So you can have it uh, either on both ends. um, And uh, perhaps at some point in time, we will address the uh, saying, the old saying that goes, red sky at morning, sailors take warning, red sky at night, sailors delight. There's actually scientific empirical rules that are in play that actually give this credence and we'll also uh, take a look at the earliest origin of that saying uh, in a future uh, podcast episode so look for that but 
Uh, I thought the answer here was at least uh, worthy of tossing it out there. Victoria, I hope uh, that uh, that may shed some light, but in my uh, years of um, being not only in northern Ohio, of course, I've been here for three decades now, uh, but uh, I've been in other markets, Minneapolis, I've been in Atlanta, Georgia, and I spent uh, my growing up years in New England. And uh, you can have sunrises and sunsets that are extremely colorful in any season. You just have to have the right conditions uh, for those to occur. And I don't think uh, it's greater um, in one season compared to another. Hope that helps. At any rate, again, a very active weekend is coming up. Uh, stay up on the latest, and uh, you might want to tie down some loose objects if you live in a lot of the country, because it's not only Ohio, but much of the country will be feeling the effects of some really strong uh, wins. And uh, that game up in uh, Green Bay is going to be interesting to watch, and, and all of them that, that occur at this time of year. Uh, when you have these kinds of systems, uh, certainly could add an element of entertainment without a doubt. Have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll catch you soon with another episode of Weather Jazz.